Hi guys, I'm David with Transparency Fitness, and today we're going to be hanging out with Farouk, a local business guy. So, just a little bit of background before I let him really give us his background. Um, we're not going to be talking as much about fitness this week as business, because this guy is like the mastermind here in Lexington, Kentucky. He's owned multiple businesses. He's done great for himself. He's quite humble, so he's over here shaking his head, being like, uh-uh, uh-uh. But probably one of the most well-known barbers in Lexington as well, on top of that. And, uh, but yeah, fruit, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business history. Just, you know, let's dive in. Let's talk. What's going on, everybody? I'm Farouk. I grew up here in Lexington. We moved here in 2007 and I uh, found my passion, which is barbering. Um, I've been doing it since 2011. Yeah. Until now. I've been going to you. I mean, I went to you probably that first year. You, you yeah, made yeah, it out of the, the barber year. school. Yes, yes. I drove him crazy because I would literally, he would get, when I first started going to him, he wasn't like super popular yet. So like I could walk in and I could get like an appointment like that. You know, I just, I'd come in, I would get my tag or whatever. I'd be in his well, chair. You'd be a walk-in. Yeah, a walk-in, yeah, right? I was a rookie. That was my rookie year. <laughs> yeah. But about halfway through his rookie year. About six months in. <laughs> Yeah, six months yeah, in. Yeah, about I'm six like, months in. <laughs> David, you got to call me, man. Yeah. So then I would just like show up, and he'd be like, it's a 30 to 40 hour long wait. And I'm like, man, I love your work, but I got shit to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> it probably drove him crazy. Yeah. Well, actually, he's told me many times that it drove him crazy because I'd just show up and I'm be like, like, all right. man, I'm sorry, man. You keep listening to your And time. you just kept growing. Yeah. I mean, that was back when you were working at Buckhorn, right? Buckhorn, yeah. Are they I still over there? Um, it's a different owner, different barbershop. Okay. I yeah. like the guy that owned it. Yeah. He was really Very cool. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess, I kind of one of, one of the ways I met you. And then I used to work in the mall at a kiosk way back when, and, and you had a lot of mutual people, friends. Yes, yes. Um, and so we met and we kind of became friends over that. And then when I realized like, literally, I, I literally remember the first time I walked out of there because it was the first time I ever had like an actual, like shape up on the beard. Yes. And I was razor. like, what the, the I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? What? I've never had this. And yeah. I look sharp as hell. I even remember when you did that. What's that little cut thing you did when I, when I still part. grew my hair? Yeah, I had, had that little part. part. I had yeah. so many compliments yeah. for that. Um, so yeah, you started out as a barber and kind of, kind of give us a Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> still am. But then after I grew up, after I grew in my business and um, got the publicity in Lexington, um, I started, um, diversing. Yeah. Um, so I went into other businesses as well. My brother is a baker. So I'm very in, talented. I invested, um, I invested and we opened up Habibi Sweets, which is, I was the guy with the money. He was with the talent. So we put that piece together and then we opened up. Habibi and Sweets. a lot of your stuff is vegan, right? Yes. Which is great for people yes. that want sweets that want something that's vegan. Yes. And, some of your sweets, I would say, is not nearly as high in sugar content and other things that you would find in normal American. Yeah, majority of it is uh, phyllo dough, vegan, made in-house. The syrup that we use is also made in-house. Um, the main ingredient is nuts. Yeah, so, high in protein yes. and fats. So. <laughs> but, um, you started, so you started the, the Habibi sweets. You, you and your brother started that about, about what, three years? Three years ago, yeah. four years ago. Yeah, and, and you guys started out, started out first out of the house, and then it oh, I didn't off. know you guys yeah, started yeah. at the house. Okay, so you actually had a house. location in the house, and then uh, just to see, 
you know, see how it goes and stuff like that. And then it took off. So we decided to get a storefront. And that's when we opened up on Nicholasville Road for three years. Then during that three years, we figured out what's our um, client base and where they come from, what kind and what type and what they like, what they don't like. So after our lease was up, we went down to Joyetta Market. And then I, mean, I haven't got, been down there yet. Yeah, we got a booth down there and then we opened up down there. So, and, it's and you guys have been down there for what, six months, a year now? About six months. Yeah. How's it going? How is it? How it's are things down there? Phenomenal. So you started a sweet company. You're and then I had the opportunity to um, a gas station came yeah. up. So I had an opportunity to invest in that. So I invested in that. I had a, a good, solid background knowledge about that business. So I went into that for a little bit for about like two years. And then I had the opportunity to sell it. So I sold it and I walked away. Yeah, well, more money to set aside for the next business. So I guess my question is, I mean, pretty much everything you put your hands on that I'm aware of has been successful for the most part. I, I'm sure you've had some failures along the way. For sure, for sure. Uh, can, you, can you talk about some of the failures and what yeah. you learned from those? Uh, the failures, um, like, I don't know. I can't. Got to dig deep. Yeah, I have to dig deep. This guy doesn't fail often. No, no, I do. <laughs> Um, but I mean, what were some hardships, I some had, things in barbering? Okay. In barbering, I it took me a while to get to where I want to be, because I was around, I was surrounded by people, not the wrong people, but not the same mindset people. Okay. That slowed didn't me have that down. like yeah, go get it, that make it happen. Down from where I wanted to get. To. Right. Um, I was after the publicity, the growth, um, diversity in investing diversity in investing and um and um you know just so i don't have to rely on standing behind a chair forever right for the rest of my life right you want to set yourself up so if you want to walk away from barber you can financially do well that. i don't think i'm a big believer now that was the goal first okay but i'm a big believer now i can never walk away from it i mean no joke man. ever like Let's just, we're going to talk about his barbershop for like two seconds and we're going to come back to it some more. But like your barbershop has some of the best fucking barbers in Lexington. Well, like ask the, me why. Why? Okay. Here we go. The reason why is because a barbershop, I treat it as my house. Okay. I don't bring anybody into my house. First, when I opened up the barbershop, I was 22. I 22 went, guys. 22. I went and signed the lease and... Um, I, you were 22? I was 22. Oh, my gosh. I was 22. My dad thought I was the craziest person on this planet. And he was like, what are you thinking? The second I heard you open it up, I'm like, oh, smash hit. I already yeah. knew. I already knew. Yeah. So uh, I was 22. I worked down there for about eight months by myself. Was it just you? It just only me. When did you get Issa? Was Issa your first? Two years. Two years later. You got Issa? Yeah. I knew Issa through the community. But me and him were never friends. I just see him like, hey, what's up, what's up? That's it. Keep it moving. But I knew he was barber. And I overheard somebody talking that he wasn't having a good situation. So I knew he was a good barber. I reached out to him and I told him, hey, man, like this is the mission that I'm on. Professionalism. Um, all about growth. All about the next step. He had the same hunger you did. He did. He wanted to succeed. 
and he had that same he had that he same, had the, the same mindset, mindset the mindset that but we're he didn't have the um, LeBron James D Wade he needed that you he didn't know have the I'm suave he didn't, he didn't have that so that extra I was little missing, something something I was missing the piece he was missing the piece we right. combined together in that call us look the, at him now the dynamic duo <laughs> that's what they call us the dynamic duo so uh, so yeah I contacted him I brought him over and um, we start growing. And we start feeding each other. I start feeding him my knowledge from my experience. He start feeding me his knowledge from my, from his yeah. experience, because he used to work at an old school barbershop. Where did, where where was he at originally? He was out at his uncle's barbershop on Leesdown Road. Okay, I've been out there I don't one know time. What's the name of the barbershop? Yeah. I know it's old school, high <laughs> tight, flat it was, top. <laughs> it's uh, it's the one over by Kroger, right? Uh, no, farther down by the Speedway. By the Speedway. Okay, I don't yeah, know that barber. Okay, yeah, Very I know small, what you're talking about. I've never, wall, I've never been in there. Been in there for years. Yeah. Well-known barbershop, but it's old school. So mm-hmm. uh, me and him got together, and I brought him on, and I was like, listen, my goal is for you to make as much money as I'm making, if not more. I'd be happy for your success because your success is a reflection on me, and your failure is a reflection on me. Right. And the same thing goes from me to you. Right. And when he came on, we we teamed up and we got together and then we grew the barbershop. He knew a lot of people. I knew a lot of people and I was cutting and I still do. I got a lot of athletes. First, I was cutting the basketball players yeah, here in which town. Is, which is big. UK, I mean, he's cutting University of Kentucky basketball players. How many NBA players now uh, have lot, you cut? A lot. A lot. <laughs> so uh, many. A lot. Yeah. I cut. Are, are you still doing stuff for Devin Booker? Uh, Devin Booker will stay in contact. Not as much. Um I'm more close to Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. That's like my bro, yeah. family. Uh, me and him, we talk on a daily basis. He's a good dude. So, great guy. Great guy. So, um, I traveled a lot first when Isa came. Okay. So, I used to do haircuts like I worked for Foot Locker, Foot Action, Finish Line. Well, you uh, were you were doing uh, those competitions, raid, too. Yeah, competitions, barber competitions, but also I was That's doing right. Like, this guy is that good. He's actually competing against other barbers. And, I mean, did you win any? You we won, did. You we won, did you won, win. You won we a handful of them. Yeah. Times, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, oh, he's but, so talented. But uh, we, I started getting in with the agency for with the NBA agent put me on to cut their clients. So other NBA players. So I worked for 2K, NBA 2K. I worked for Gatorade, Full Locker, um, a lot of big companies, Nike. So, yeah. Just kind of put yourself out there. Yeah, put myself out there. So that's what got me more popular in my... um, Area. Right. That's why my Instagram name is 859 Official Barber. Official Barber. Official he really barber. is the official barber of 859. Yeah. So, um, did you have any, I, I can't remember, did you have any barbers that just kind of fizzled out and didn't work for you? One guy. Who was who that? His name is RJ. Okay. I hired oh, him. Oh, yes. I forgot about yes. RJ. Yes. Yeah, what happened to him? He was uh, he was Marine or Army, right? No, he was just local guy that okay. needed the opportunity. So, you know, first I was open to give the right. opportunity to anybody. Um, so I gave him the opportunity. He was in a team player. He was a um, kind of like he wanted to do his own thing on his own time, but he had the expectations right. of us, like, keep feeding him. And at the So he wasn't trying to grow yeah, on his own. In, on, no, no, he was trying to grow on his own, but he wasn't willing to – share the growth he would just trump take take it does take, feel take, like a family take, when i come take. in there exactly. literally i walk in I, like 
So he's got it's a two story barbershop, guys. And uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to grab some pictures and add it into the podcast for you guys. So you guys could get a, a feeling of this barbershop. Um, but when I, I remember, not remember, anytime I walk in, literally, I walk in, the whole the whole bottom floor, hey, David. Like, everyone knows me, right? <laughs> like, you get welcomed, especially the people that come back. Well, yeah, they, of course. That's, I feel uh, like I'm, I'm part of your guys' family when that's I walk what, in. Of course. That's one of the secrets that we have in the barbershop that we developed up. Uh, the, the relationship on a personal level with every single client, whether it's your first time or whether you've been with us for years. Right. And that's what keeps our clients with us for years. Um, if you are new in the barbershop and let's say like I bring in a new guy and he's cutting hair and he don't know anyone. He don't know David. He never met David. He don't know David. He's forced to talk to David. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the culture. That's part of the rule. And that's part of the interview before we put him on to the team. Is that he can communicate well with people? Yes. Yeah, that like means you huge. You gotta greet and see every single client, and you gotta, you know, um, wish him, you know, safe. Yeah. No, and it does. It does. You know, so, I, every um, time I come in, you know, and, and the thing is, I've been I've been going to you guys for. Oh what? man, David. <laughs> I don't even know how long. You're a dinosaur in the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going in forever, so I know I know all the barbers. Yeah. Um, so and I, I mean some of them I know them well outside of outside of the shop now yeah. right i mean isa yeah. i talked to danny um max uh, well we you built that relationship with them through the barbershop yeah yeah coming and that's in. what we do yeah because you never know who walks into the barbershop so it's very important to speak to everybody welcome everybody because david you come into the barbershop you bring one of your buddies with you your bu- you coming to me to get a haircut or you're going to Issa, right. but your buddy, all of a sudden, he needs a haircut. So if I'm building a relationship with you and you're going to the other barber, you might say, hey, he's good. He's available. Yeah. Go to him. Yeah, exactly. So I benefited of the relationship that I grew with you over the time, just you coming into the barbershop, yeah. even though you're not sitting on my chair. So that's very important. In right, any I, I would trust in any, any business. I would, exactly. I would trust my friend with any barber in there. Like exactly. they could go to any one of your barbers, and I feel like they're going to get the same exact service. Exactly. Granted, exactly. the people that are serious about their haircuts, they want <laughs> they want Farouk, they want Issa, maybe Max, but like they want they want the dinosaurs, Danny. Right? The, the, there's so to me, there's like four four of you that are kind of the dinosaurs, like. Max is the, is the youngest dinosaur, right? Max is the youngest. Yeah, but then you've got Danny, Issa, and yourself that are just like are legendary. And then your brother, he started working there. Yeah. He's building a name for himself now. Well, he's been cutting hair since he was 15. But he's only recently but been cutting hair because, with you. Because he, got, he just recently got his license. Yeah. Before, he was cutting <laughs> my mom's garage. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. So. Um, but yeah, you, just, you guys have a great, great culture over yeah. there. Um, and cool. then and you got the... Let's talk about Max. Let's talk about what you did for that kid. I Man, mean, I, I think kid. I think it's amazing. I and really only recently did I talk to Max and realize like you guys weren't you didn't even know him. He just followed you guys on Instagram. So it was weird. <laughs> it, was, it was weird in a good way. No. Yes. Oh. Um, you know, I was my Instagram is jumping. I mean, I'm traveling every day. There's yeah. some days there's one week that I traveled every, three times to LA back and forth. What, in one week? In one week. Three times. Holy shit, man. For three different people, three different jobs. I mean, it was crazy. How many barbers do you guys know that are <laughs> traveling crazy. to do single haircuts across the country? Crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, my content 
is always like popping. People share my stuff. People come into the barbershop because I know they know like I cut the athletes. I cut a lot of you know interesting people and people come into the barbershop and here you go like Devin Booker walking in or Carl Towns walking in or Tyler Eulis walking in or you know Trey Lyles walking in or you know Jamal Murray walking in um, and they run into them. They tell. And people will start post up by the barbershop just waiting to see, like, who's coming in. <laughs> who's coming, right. So it was crazy. So at that time, Max started tagging me into his haircuts. And I was so busy that I wasn't paying attention. I mean, my Instagram is, like, going crazy. <laughs> so Isa hit me up one night, and he's like, yo, there's this kid that keeps tagging me and also tagging you. Did you did you see who... did?" Do you know that kid? And I was like, no, what kid? What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, I had a little look at, I looked at his pictures before, but I never really, like, paid real close attention. So, um, I, I never really thought about it. Right. So, when Issa brought right, it up, some, I was like, yeah, just, just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, when Issa brought it up, I was like, yeah, I remember looking at his, Instagram, uh, what's up with this kid? And he was like, I'm calling you. What's going on with him? I was like, I don't know the kid. But he's tagging you in everything like he he's knows He's tagging you. me in everything like he knows me, but he was trying to really get my attention. Get on the radar. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and DM him. So I was trying to DM him, and he done DM'd me. Like, hey, I appreciate you. I look forward. You know, I, I appreciate your work. I look up to your work. Um... I'm trying to follow your footstep. If you get any tips for barbering for me to get any better, please let me know. So you're right there. You're probably like, so okay, he's, he like, has a mindset, I was right? like, shit, I feel bad for not even seeing his DM. So I responded. I said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, mean, I overlooked your DM. I'm sorry I missed it. But how old are you? Where are you at? What do you need help with? I'm here. So I looked through his uh, pictures, and he was really good. He had the potential. At that time, self-taught, he was great. But he had a lot of room to improve. Right. That will be easy to enhance because he already knows the basics. So when I saw that, I was like, man, you're not far from it. You're good. Um, so I was like, let me know whatever I can help you with. If you need clippers, if you need you know, tips, whatever. So we stayed in communication. At that time, he was a sophomore in high school. So I'm like, fuck. Oh, shit, I didn't realize yeah. you met him that young. Yeah. So like, he, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this kid, man. Like, He's literally a kid. He's literally a kid. <laughs> oh, my so God. So I'm like, man, what's going on? You know? So I'm like, I call Issa. I'm like, yo, this this is a fucking kid, bro. <laughs> he's like in a sophomore in high school. He's kind of in his mom's garage. So I get to talk to him more. Um, And we developed a relationship just over Instagram. Okay. And... um. And I was like, you know, I was like, so what do you want to do? What's your goal? And I was like, man, I want to be like you. I want to go to the same barber school that you went to. And I was like, man, whenever you're ready, you are more than welcome to either come over to the barbershop and see us and us get to know you and you get to know us. Or whenever you're ready, the barber school that I went to is in Lexington. It's called Lexington Academy of Barbering, which is now I am a licensed instructor that have been yeah. teaching that. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. That's it's very that's, interesting. That's, <laughs> that's a very interesting topic. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go into that topic here in a minute. So, um, 
his junior year or late sophomore year, he had his mom drive him from Paducah. He lived in Paducah. Which is about, what, three, three hour, hours? Three-hour drive from he where you're at. three yeah. hours. So it's about a three-hour drive. He drove three hours on a Saturday. He had his mom. He forced his mom to drive three hours on a Saturday, come over to the barbershop, hang out with us in a barbershop for about, like, two hours, three hours, okay. and turn around and drive back. Okay? His mom about killed him, but <laughs> she's like, he's so passionate about right. it. This is what I really want him to do because he loves it so right. much. I can see him being successful, so I support him. That's why I brought him. So at that moment, it really hit me different because when I decided to go to barber school, my parents didn't support me. So they didn't like that decision. But I had to prove him wrong and show that I'm dedicated, I'm passionate, and I'm going to be successful. Right. So anyway, uh, that like made me want to give him more. I wanted to guide him more. Whether or not, I didn't think about him coming in to the to team and up with us and be part of the family or any of that. Just from a barber to a fellow barber, that I wanted to make sure that he's guided and he's on the right track to be successful. Right. So um, I was like, man, whenever you're ready to graduate high school, you need your high school diploma to enroll in barber school. So whenever you're ready, you come, you let me know. I'll take you, and if you don't want to come up to Lexington, that's a little far. Um, we can find you a barber school in your area to where you go in your area. And he was like, no, 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 no. I want to go to the same barber school you went to. I said, okay. So whenever he graduated high school, literally he grabbed his diploma the same day, drove to Lexington. The next day we went to barber school. I enrolled him in barber school. I paid a hundred dollar enrollment fee from me as a gift to him right. with no expectations of him coming to work for you. Not work for me. He works with me. With you. That's, yes. See, that's a good way of putting yes. it. Works with you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he went to barber school. I said, listen, I'm vouching for you to be in barber school. Don't make me look bad. I know these people. These people know me. I have the expectations of you to follow what they tell you, the rules, regulations, and everything. So um, he went, and he never looked back. And yeah, after well, he graduated, he came by. He came I mean, you through. gave him a job too, right? So yeah, before, while he was in barber school, he worked at Habibi, Habibi Sweets. Yeah, well, he worked at Pazos, and then he struggled a little bit. And I, I was worried because, like, I kind of felt the responsibility because his mom really felt comfortable with him coming to the shop. So it made me feel like I'm responsible for him. Right. And I didn't want him to be hanging out around the wrong crowd, the, the wrong people. Right. So I was like, how is it going? So I stayed talking, communication with him. And he's like, man, I'm really not doing well. You know, there's too much activity going on where I'm working at. So I was like, with the employees, and I was like, okay, you need to be around closer circle where I keep a close eye on you, make sure you're on the right track. I mean, he's 19 or 18 living by himself. Exactly. So I was worried about him going like, Right. Well, you at know? that age, you can you can easily go one way or another. Go, exactly. Because so I was you worried aren't about old that. enough to realize the value and like exactly. what's sitting in front of you. Exactly. So uh, I, that's when I brought him. I was like, how is it going? So when he started venting to me, I was like, no, no, no. You need to come to my family to where my brother is running the place. Right. And um, I brought him and we put him with the family and he worked with the family and he came. I mean, he's like part of your family now, right? I mean, like, you guys look at him like like part of the family. For sure. For (laughs) sure. Like, my mom and dad still love him. They call him. They come into the shop, check on him, make sure he's doing good. He's like their little kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
But he's amazing. He's a great he's barber. He's a great, 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 great young man. Great barber. Great very, brother. very professional. Very professional. You know, so, I mean, you, you couldn't have asked for a better. Yeah, no, I mean, he fits everything that you look for. We had to uh, break a couple things in him to really bring him out of the, the shell. I mean, he's young. He's in there with the older guys. Um, well, he was a little quiet at first, if I remember very. correctly. But he's like every time I come in, like he's I'm very always isolating, you I, know. I, so I put him, I put him on the first chair, first one you go in. I was like, and I picked up the barbershop phone and I put it on his station. I said, every time this phone rings, you gotta answer. <laughs> you and just didn't want to pick up the phone. No, I, that too. But I needed to put him in communication right. no. more with people to break 100%. the ice. You know, that's that was my purpose. So because now the phone is on my station, back yeah. on my station. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah it's a great story. Yeah, how, how you, I mean, I didn't realize he was a sophomore in high school yeah, when he was, first started reaching out to you. That blew my mind. That blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, thinking about the barbershop and other businesses, um, is there anything looking back that you wish you had done better or that you know now you're like, man, I should have never done that or, you know? Um, I should have focused more on talent. And should have focused more on building relationships faster. Okay. Not saying that I don't have strong relationships right now. Right. Uh, I met a lot of people, but I feel like if I'd done it even more, I right. could have been knowing farther. the right people yes, to make those the relationships. Right. To make right. Those relationships. Yeah, but for I've sure. I've been blessed, you know, with the relationships that I have right now with people and the people that I met across my path, and. Um, it's been great. I mean, yeah, you're sitting here on the it's podcast. Been, yeah, it feels good. <laughs> just it feels good. Just knowing me from what I, I mean, literally, guys, I worked the kiosk. If you guys, if anybody's ever out there listening to this, has ever worked at a kiosk in a mall, it sucks. And I did that for I don't know four or five years. Yeah. And you were in and out of there all the time. Yeah. Um. Did you did you actually did you have any businesses in the mall at one point in time? Did you have any relate like any uh, ties? No, but I knew I knew I was gonna buy the the um, kiosk with from Edup the across from Paxson. Uh, um, oh, the, the, the Yodigo. Yes, yeah, yes. Man, I'm so happy you didn't buy that. He didn't want to sell me that, and I got mad that he didn't want to sell me that. I needed that spot. What were you going to put there? I wanted that spot really bad. Were you going to? I had the right person. You see, me, I'm all about putting the right people at the right position. Edip was so, not. <laughs> so it's more about I can't, I can't like do everything on my own. So right. if I know David is talented at photography, but he don't have the setup, he don't have the tools, he don't have all that, you know what I mean? So I will go ahead and say, hey, David, you know what? I got this place for you. We can make this into a studio. I will go ahead and buy all the equipment, and we go half on half. We open up a company. I'll go so half you invest half. in people, not I invest businesses. In people. I invest in people not because businesses. I know David. Okay. I build a relationship go, good with David. Right. Uh, I know David's a good worker. Uh, I know David is uh, passionate about what he wants to do. And if I see that David don't have the opportunity, I'll go ahead and provide right. the opportunity. You know? And that's how I work. That's, that's what I do. And uh, a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little bit from here will add up and we'll make up. So for people out there maybe interested in starting a business or in business already, one of your philosophies is, is investing in the right people. Investing in the right people. 100%, but also you don't have to get 100% share from everything. 
So you can, let's say you open up four businesses. Okay. And you get 25% from each share. Right. That's total 100%. Right. So you get 100% at the end of the day. Or you open up five businesses, you get 20% from here, 20% from here, right. 20%, 20%, 20%. You, at the end of the day, you get 100%. Right. But you don't have, you're doing less work because, hey, small example, David, I'm going to open this. You do the work. I put the money. And this is your thing. And I need... Let's is, say, is that what you did with the gas station? Because I didn't. I only saw yeah. you probably at the gas station like twice when yeah. you were working there. Yeah. Actually, the gas station that he he invested in was like at the time like two blocks away from where I lived. Yeah. So like that was the number one. That was the gas station I went to go get my beer. <laughs> I went to go get all my sugary items at the time before I was hardcore fitness. Um, gas. I mean, literally, that was that was my gas station. Yeah. Like when I needed something it's at eight o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Neighborhood neighborhood store. Yeah, it was in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'd go. And I remember walking in one day, and you're sitting there behind the register. I'm like, like, what's going on here? Because it, it was an older white lady that I always saw that yeah. ran it. And yeah. you're like, oh, I bought this. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> that experience really taught me a lot. Did it? What? So talk it about sucks. that. It sucked. Did, did you? So it's, where's the money made in a gas station? Uh, the money made in the grocery and in um, in the um, alcohol. No. Really? Yeah, not much. What about the drinks? The drinks, yes. So, so the drinks are pretty good. Markup. That's where you make. Yeah, that's where you make your. And you don't uh, make much off the gas candy, itself, right? Gas, no. Gas, no. Gas, you'll draw people. You bring in people, but majority of the your money will be made from, um, you know, grocery like um, candy, drinks, sodas, and stuff like that. That markup is. Between twenty five percent to thirty five percent. Okay, so that's where the real so money is at. So that's where the real money's at, you know. But from lottery, beer, uh, gas, you don't make as much. Okay. You don't make. But I guess those combined pennies, make pennies some. Pennies on the dollar. Penny, okay. Pennies on the dollar. So, so what are what are some things that you learned from that experience? Uh, learned from that experience that not all money is good money. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? What I mean by that is. Your health is more important than money because when I got that, so when we opened up Habib Sweets, I was doing a little bit of work. Right. Other on the on top of the barbershop, but not as much. But now when you open up a gas station or a store, um, you become almost like you don't own the store. The store owns you. Because you're working so much. Because you're working so much. With that store, for small example, David, you're dealing with not just only that store, any store any grocery store, any gas station that you see, you're dealing with the gas company. You're dealing with a lot of people. You're dealing with the lottery sales guy, okay? You're dealing with three or four different uh, cigarette companies, salesmen. Oh, man. So, okay? you're... so you're dealing with three or four different guys for chips. You're dealing with two or three company sales guys for the beer. You're dealing with uh, three four different guys for... Uh, tobacco, like cigars and stuff like that. You're dealing with different companies for newspaper, ice cream. You de- you know, there's too many things that you find at the gas station, and every single item has, has a person attached to it that you got to talk to. And these people that come in every week. So you're dealing all week, every week, and everybody's trying to hustle you. So you're out there from the moment that you open to the moment that you close, okay? You're hustling. That's not including dealing with people. Right. And, and that's coming in. Right. So if you've got to run the register that day and you've got to deal with all these that's different like, vendors. It's a mess. 
It's a big mess. So you found that it was more the amount of time and effort you put into it versus the return and the health that you got out of it was not not, not a good worth trade. it to me. Okay. To me, you know. Now, if that was the only thing that I did, I would right. say yes, that would be worth it. You know what I mean? That would be worth it. I'll only have do to deal with these salesmen, and that's it. Then I'm out. Okay. But that's not the only thing that I did. I was doing that plus the barbershop. Plus a little bit of Habibis. That was way too much on me. 2000, 2019, I had no days off. You no worked? No days off. Was, so, was that? My schedule, I'm going to tell you what was my schedule. 2019. Let's hear it. 5.40 in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. Every day. I would die. I mean, every I work day. a lot, but I don't work those hours. Non-stop. 5.40 in the morning. By the time I get to the store, it's 6 o'clock. I open up at 6. I stay at the store until 10 o'clock. My employee comes in. I leave 10 o'clock. I go to the barbershop. I stay at the barbershop until 6 o'clock. On my lunch break from the barbershop, I come to the store, make sure everything is good. They need me. Talk to vendors they or whatever. A, they need a break. They need to eat. They need to go to the bathroom. Whatever they need, I will stay there on my lunch break. Talk to vendors if there's any issue, if there's any problem. I go back to the barbershop. I close the barbershop, stay until 6, finish my, all my appointments, leave from there, go back to the store. Stay at the store until 11 o'clock. Close the store, go home, and crash. And then get up and six get up hours later. And do it again. <laughs> yes. That was my life. You had, like, no life. No life. So, so you were probably pretty happy when you sold the gas station. I celebrated. <laughs> I'm still celebrating. Yes. It sucked. Not all money. That proved to me because I was all about like, I need to open up another business. Right. Because you had free, you had, you feel like you had more time. Yes. Right? I need to open up another business. I need to open up another business. That business picked me up and slammed me to the ground. It, but it was good for you, right? It humbled me. It really did. It was really good. It really showed me. It really taught me that I need to be grateful for the opportunity that I have. I need to value my time more. I need to appreciate my time even more. And I need to really worry about my body more. And really take care of my, my inner peace, my, my soul, my, my body, my physical, uh, everything. I need to worry about that because that values more than money. Because at first it was money, 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 money. And it's not that anymore. It's, it's, more, it's bigger than that. Right. Because well, money most... is a tool. You, you get to a point where you feel like, and you see it, that money is a tool to get you to places, to do things. That's it. You know what I mean? But relationship and health lasts forever. So that's what I'm about now. Okay. Um, that's what I'm about. So you're, can we talk about the new business you're starting? Yeah. You want to you want to you want to talk about it? Absolutely. I think it's I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. So you're going to your plan is to eventually start your own barber school, right? Uh hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, my mind right now is switching back and forth. Okay. Uh, just to throw out the experience that I want to that I'm in right now. Uh, the reason why I went that route it's because barbering is not appreciated as much and people a lot of people overlook us. Especially like I hate the word when they say that, the verse when they say, are you just a barber? Are you just a barber? Like for somebody like me. All I want to do is like go sit in my chair, let me cut you, and then tell me I'm just a barber. No, not even that. (laughs) Not even that. Um, It just, they overlook you. You know, they underestimate you. 
And when you, barbers can make uh, really good money if, if the barbershop is running right and the barber running his business right and taking care of his clients, you'd be impressed by how much a barber can make. Oh, I believe it. However, there. before I met you, I'd been – and Jerry Hash was a great barber, right? Um, I'm sure you remember him. Yeah. But some of the barbers I've met in the past, they, they're kind of rough-looking people. Uh, like some of the stories they would tell me, I'd be like, oh, wow, you've, you've really been through some shit, right? Um, so I think there's that perception. Well, the reason why, because I figured that out over time and over so many years in the profession that people underestimate or people overlook barbers or barbershops because of the unprofessionalism in our industry that comes from barbers themselves. So they treat it as a hobby, they treat it as a hobby, and they really bring in their lifestyle, they mix their lifestyle with the business, and they don't treat it as a business. That makes sense. Um, that's why it gives the client or the public the look that, oh, he's treating it as a hobby, so they can't be making as much right. money. I mean, I, I went to Prince a couple times, and the, I, I had a barber, this kind of before you, that I liked all right. But the dude, like half the time I would set a schedule, I would show up and he'd be like, oh, I didn't make it in today. I'm sorry, man. And I'd be like. The inconsistency. Yeah, I'm like, that's. There's a lot I'm of paying. great barbers there, but the inconsistency in barber in barbers uh, overall. You I'm know what I'm saying? I'm paying you for 30, barber. 30 bucks for yeah. 30 minutes of your time and you can't. Can't be, make it. You can't, you can't make let it. me know ahead of time that yeah, you can't like, make it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So uh, that's what drove me to go this route that I'm in. And that's not the barber's fault. It is the barber's fault in a way, but also it's not. I put the blame more on the barber school where they went to. Okay. So that's what drove me to go and get my instructor license and really go towards that route. Okay. And at first I wanted to open up my own barber school and start like from from the gate. Like, hey, I'm Just a go right at it. Go dive in. But then I was like, no, nah, I need to experience first i need to gain the experience so i went to a local barber school here the barber school that i went to and uh, i'm glad that i went to like there's some days that i leave from there really upset and really disappointed but also at the end of the day like after i think about it and write my notes down i'm grateful for the opportunity because it opened my eyes more towards other things that I was in. Well, teaching is a good thing, right? Teaching is allow thing. it humbles you. It allows you to look. You know, when I teach photography, it allows me to step back and be like, "Oh, you know," and, and look at things with a different perspective. Yes. And then it allows me to use that perspective when I'm actually shooting or doing doing stuff on exactly. a professional set. Exactly. Um, from what I've learned from teaching. Exactly. Uh, teaching is. Um, is a great thing. Barber school been a great. Uh, the goal, the the end goal is hopefully to open up barber school one day, if we ever get to that point. But you will, you and Issa uh, gonna, you and Issa gonna tear through this. I town. hope so, but um, it's bigger than that. Really, we really wanna position people, and put people in the right position to be successful from day one they graduate. They are set. That we wanna teach them how to invest in real estate. We wanna teach them how to fix their credit. We wanna teach them how to build generational wealth uh we want to teach him about all these things and not just only cutting hair you know what i mean teaching them how to be successful on top of cutting hair teaching them how to take that skill set and actually apply it for other things how many yeah let's put it this way how many barbers do you know 
that really do well financially outside of your shop that truly do well financially and they, they pay in their Lexington? bills. They're, they're able to put money back every in month. Lexington? Yeah. I know probably two. Okay. How many of your barbers are doing well? They're smart with their money. They put it back. They're building, they're building there. Every single one of them. Exactly. And there's, a, and that's no lie because I sit with every single one of them. Hey, how are you? How is everything? Are you doing good financially? What's your next move? What's your two-year goal? What's your six-month right. goal? What's your five-year goal? Where do you see yourself? What do you want to accomplish that you can't accomplish or you're having a hard time accomplishing? What can I help you with? What do you want to do? Exactly. So, um, so you go beyond that with your yeah. with your the yeah. people that you work with. So, I mean, look at Easy. He's got three kids, a wife, and a house, a nice car. I mean, I remember when I first – he didn't have all that. Look at him where he's at now. And now he's like looking for the next big thing. He's, he's got the same <laughs> mindset as you. He's like, all right, so what's the next thing? He's like, I want to cut hair, but I'm ready. I'm ready to like start doing. Well, everybody, we're looking for the freedom, David. Yeah, we're chasing the freedom. We're of not course. chasing money. Uh, money is not a thing. Once you have the skill in your hands, you can do it from anywhere. Ex yes, one hundred percent. From anywhere, from literally anywhere, and um, so that's what we after. We after the freedom. You know, uh, that's why we want to do the barber school to where we don't have to be behind the chair as much and really focus on generating good, great, successful barber who's set for success and to where we can position them to be in barbershops to where they'll be successful and maybe we can benefit off of that as well. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's kind of like smart. recruiting. It's kind of coaching and recruiting at the same time. Right. It's more than just all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rent you a chair and you do your thing. That's like it. there no, there there's than that. yeah exactly. There's a level of professionalism, uh, a level of you've got to work as a team. Like I said, I walk in, I, I feel like every one of you is my barber. Yeah. Granted, I sit down in yeah. one specific chair, but I feel, I feel welcome every time I'm in and out of yeah. there. You know, so uh, barber school, it's been good. It's been challenging. It really How long have you been teaching now? I started November 1st. Okay. Um, I started November 1st. It's been very challenging because everybody that comes into barber school, they have a different background, a different journey, and they all come into one place. They grow up different. Their history is different. Everybody's different in there. So that's where the challenge comes in. That's what I'm facing right now. It's how to bring everybody on the same page as in the business aspect. Right. And that's been really tough because I haven't dealt with anybody just that's below zero. That's not professional. I always dealt with people who already graduated barber school, who's looking for the job, that know exactly what they want to do, and then I'm just like polishing them. Right. Well, now I'm like trying to mold these before you can even before polish. I, before I can even polish. So it's been very, 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 very challenging. Very challenging. And sometimes I leave from there, like, I feel like a bum. Like, I didn't accomplish shit. I'm not shit. And it just, it just too much. Too so, much. so some of this is growing page and learning how, how a new way to communicate with, you know, what's the average age? Are these, oh, man. Are they uh, kids? Are they so, adults? No, like, no, no. That's a problem. The adults. Really? I'm dealing with adults. So the the oldest one right now is 38, 39. Really? Oh, wow. He's older than me. Yeah. 
And then the youngest one is, I will say, 21, 22. Oh, wow. So, okay. So they, they've been adults for a couple of years. Bro, yes. And they act like fucking kids. They act like fucking kids. Oh, my God. They, they went on a strike last week. None of them showed up. For what? Why are they strike? I found out. I found out that they have a student group chat that these motherfuckers texted each other and saying like, hey, we're not showing up today. And nobody what showed up. was the strike over? It just, uh, man, the energy in the school is not where it needs to be. And I'm not talking bad about it. Right. But it's too much on one instructor. So we are in a transition right now where it's motivational, where it's like everybody's growing. Everybody, we here teaching you all, so you all need to be here. And going to barber school is really hard because barber school costs $1,200 every month. And How you many have months? To, ten and a half months. That's if you don't so miss. It's, it's, you have to accumulate 1,500 hours. So it's roughly 15 grand. Yes. You have to accumulate 1,500 hours. So today, let's say today you came in only four hours. Uh, the other four hours, they'll go on the back end. So you miss today... That pushes you graduation day an extra day. And if you do enough of those, that's another $1,200 for another month. Exactly. Okay. So, and there's no financial aid. There's no... So this is coming out of everyone's out of pocket. pocket. So Man, that's you got to be dedicated. I, that's what I don't get. They don't show up. So that's what I'm disappointed So at. much money. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? I, I spend money. It's easy not to do something when you don't pay for it, but when... Like, when you're paying for it, it's but like, bro, what If it you comes doing? out of my pocket, you better believe I'm getting my money's worth. What? 100%. Bro, I'm there 9 o'clock on the dot. Yeah. 100%. That's, I'm waiting on you to open up the door. If it's not all one, like, where are you at? So they don't have that mindset, though. They don't have the mindset. So I'm trying to break these bad habits. And figure out how to get them to have that mindset. To get mindset. them to have the mindset. And that's not the instructor's fault. That's the student's fault. But it's our duty as instructors to, to, really find motivate, a way to... to motivate them and really break these bad habits to bring them into barber school so they can be. Because once you break that bad habit and have them come in on time to barber school, they already set for success. Because in barbershops, if you want to be successful, you got to be first one in and last one out. That's, uh, that's how it was when I was in the military. Yeah. <laughs> first, one in, first one in and last, last one, one out. out. If you do that, you're set for success. Yeah. There's a sense. lot of great barbers. There's a lot of good barbers. Good barbers, skill-wise. But their communication, their professionalism is trash. Okay? And there is... Mediocre barbers who, who are okay, they manage to do a good haircut, but it's not a great haircut, okay? But their communication skills, their professionalism, their own time, every time. Guess what? They are the greatest barbers out there. Really? If, yes. Even though their skill level is not at the other barber's level, but their work ethic is 10 times more so that outshine that outshine the skill level right and they'll and they'll get the skill if they have that kind of exactly. mentality right exactly i mean isa wasn't what he is today of course not you, you know get better mean? every day yeah. every haircut i need my haircut to be better than the last haircut. yeah exactly so once you have the mindset it's you know that's that's what we after so the biggest thing that you're trying to teach these barbers is a different mindset, a different mentality on how to look at life. Not just barbering, 
but like how life. they how they tackle life, right? Yes. Um, I mean, that's something I've learned. You know, I, I, I run a couple different businesses. You know, I've got my personal training, the YouTube channel. We've oh, got, trust me. You got <laughs> photography. I got photography. Got, I got I video. I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, I, I, will, I will admit my, my work ethic, um, my communication skills. Um, I'm, I'm not the best videographer uh, there ever was. And, but I, I, like you said, I get better get every day. But I know, how to, I know how to communicate with people. Um, and if I run into issues, I know how to take care of those. Um, and I care about my clients. I genuinely, you know, I've done work for you guys. Like, for sure. Like if there's, if there's ever an issue, we just talk about it and we fix it. For sure. Move on. For sure. What was your biggest challenge that you feel like you overcame with the barbershop? Biggest challenge is not show my emotions to, and be more professional to, towards customers. Okay. So obviously you can make everybody happy. Believe me, um, I know that. So first, because I'm so passionate about it, so it took me a hard time first not to show my emotions and react because people, you're dealing with all kinds of people. You never know who's going to walk yeah. into the barbershop. You, you give them a great cut, but got, they disagree. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you get people who had previous barbers that they had the relationship with, they're more comfortable with. They might not give them the same quality as of a haircut that we've given them, but in their head that we're not matching the other barbers. So right. and sometimes we mess up. We're not we're not perfect. You we're know not? what I'm saying? No, no, no. Oh, we're not perfect. We're, we're far okay. we're far from well, now we know. <laughs> we're far from it. But you know, it's all about communications. And some people that don't have that they come in or start talking down to you or disrespectful in a way or no, or another. And sometimes my emotions kick in. And so it's knowing when to control that emotion. That was the biggest struggle. At 22 years old. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting you were 22 fuck, when you man, started. That was really hard. We had some rough times. But over the years, I developed how to diffuse situations, how to calm situations down, how to steer conversation that I see like this conversation and the, and the conversation is getting heated. And here a little bit like, oh, it's about to be, it's about to be a shit show. So I know how to diffuse, steer the conversation, switch up the conversation. That, that, those were my biggest struggles first okay. when I started. But over the years, you get to know, experience, and shit hit the fan multiple times. And, you know, <laughs> you learn, from those, you learn from those mistakes. And, you know, you, you learn from it and you grow. So. Do you run into challenges today? I guess we talked a little bit about your challenges at the barber school. Um, but I mean, just everyday to day challenges at the barbershop. I mean, are you running to challenges that you're dealing with now? Not as much because we set the culture that ch another challenge that we faced is, uh, send the foundation for the culture, letting people know that you can bring the shit around here, right? Whatever it is, you it know, is always a positive vibe over there. It, so exactly. Which is the negative vibe. Don't bring it in here. You smoke, you do drugs, you do whatever you do, do it outside of here. Right. Don't come in. Come here, positive energy, because that's all we're going to give you. Right. So um, that was the biggest struggle to set the foundation for the culture in the barbershop. But, but once we set that up and we figured the ins and outs to it, you never figured out the ins and outs to it, but you figured out the foundation to it. Once we figured that, it's all been good. Yeah. It's I, all I been mean, good. I have to admit, yeah. like, like you guys – well, you guys are the highly highest rated barbershop in Lexington, right? I believe uh, on so. Yelp or something I believe like that. so. I believe so. 
Yeah. Organically, yes. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, the thing. Organically, organic. <laughs> organically. I mean, now we can pay for it and be right. like, you know, but uh, organically, I believe so. Yeah. But if not, I mean, we're top like two I would say top three. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't even know who who really competes yeah. with you. Uh, I mean, size wise, Prince is probably close to this, this um, similar size. Honestly, I never look at anybody as a competition. There's um, enough people. There's enough people that need a haircut. Enough, yeah, enough people <laughs> for everybody to eat, and everybody, everybody, um, de- deliver different different service. Everybody, it might be haircuts. You know what I'm saying? But right. we de- we deliver positive energy. We deliver good vibes, family vibes. You know what I'm saying? You might not find that in any other barbershop. That's true. Or because that's really hard to come by, and we know yeah. that. And, and and people bring in their kids, and they feel safe and comfortable. comfortable. Um, people, uh, even the, the customers are, uh, they may be using curse words or something, but I've noticed that like a kid walks in or like a female we walks in, like all of a sudden it's like, it's like, but even the customers are yeah. like, all right, we know, we know. <laughs> yeah. They know. They know. They know. So, so I think that's pretty awesome. That was a challenge. That was a huge challenge because let's say David, you're married, you're at work yeah. and your son needs a haircut. So if we respect your son being with you in the barbershop, we get to respect your wife yeah. coming in with your son. So we that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to build a trust from the husband to allow his wife or his baby mama or whoever, you know, his spouse to bring in their son to come in at a haircut. And there is no like, oh, man, you got to wait until on my day off or you have to wait until I go with him or you know what right. I mean? Because they're, they there's none of that. There is safety in there. So we wanted to create that, and that was really, really, really hard to to get in hold of or to develop. You know, because music, conversation between clients, conversation between barbers and clients, that was really hard to control. Right. But now we got it under control to where everybody knows. Like like you said, a kid walks in. Okay, even clients knows. Like okay. Yeah. Switch, switch well, that, and then you also can look at the your heritage, right? Your skin color. Um, you're a great representation of you know the the shit that we've dealt with in the last ten years. Um, shit that you're Palestinian, if I'm yeah. not correct. The shit you're you're you have dealt with. Yeah. Your 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 people have dealt with, but you you represent right. You know you represent well. Um, you know you're a genuine person. And I think that that helps with the local culture sure. as well, for sure. which is which for is sure. huge, right? For sure, um, because it shows people, oh, not every because we we're in Kentucky, we have some ignorant ass <laughs> motherfucking rednecks in this fucking state that do not they, they just don't respect if you're fucking not white, not good, right? Um, well, it, it, not everybody. No, 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 I'm not saying everybody. Yeah, but not everybody. we get that. We we do get that. I um, used to get that, but you know what's the biggest like? You know how you do something that you love and you get the high feeling. Off oh of it? hell yeah! Okay, I'm in the middle of a great so, shoot. I'm I'm off on cloud nine. Exactly. Man. I don't I don't need exactly. drugs. I don't need nothing. Exactly. My high feeling that I still get to today is when I know this motherfucker right here don't fuck with people like me, but is forced to come to me because he knows that he can get a better haircut any fucking where right. else. But then you represent. So he still, so he still <laughs> comes to me even though he hates it, you know. But he still comes to me because he knows that he can't get a better haircut anywhere else. I, re- I remember. So uh, uh, there was the uh, the Jewish guy that worked at the uh, mall with the kids. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I and I man, I feel so bad. And I'm telling. I told him I was like, you got it. You got to go see 
you gotta you gotta see Farouk down at Cuts Online. Like he's gonna take care of your kid because he was bitching that like his barber like canceled on him or something. I overheard him. He worked at the kiosk at the time. I worked at the kiosk, and so I told him to come see you. And I was telling you, and I was like, yeah. And I think I said, and you're like, you know, he's Jewish. I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, what are you Palestinian? And you're like, yeah, David, I'm I'm Palestinian. <laughs> I'm like. Fuck. You know, I'm um, so sorry. I don't man. get I don't get much in politics. Uh, I have a lot of Jewish. Right. Uh, I have a lot of Jewish who's originally from Israel, that their family's still there. Yeah, and they are my clients, and we developed like a really good relationship. Right, because so it doesn't whatever it doesn't matter. It's the person. It doesn't matter. It's the person. You base They're it great on to the me. Person. They're good to me. I'm good to them. We're exactly good, that, that's how it should be. We're not in politics. You know what I'm saying? They know that I'm not in power. At first, like, first one that started coming to me, when they found out that I was Palestinian, that was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? But I was like, we, we're we good. Yeah, like, like, I'm good. Have I ever disrespected yeah, you? Do you no, have any problems like, with me? No. It's like, all I'm these good. preconceited yeah, exactly, concepts exactly. of, like, what you've been told. Exactly. But now you're face-to-face. But now they're like, bro, whenever you go, we need to link up. Yeah, we exactly. Like, <laughs> I was like, that sounds actually good. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, so, um, but yeah. But so, in a way, I, I guess I'm just saying that, like, I think you're you're a good representation of your culture in our city. Yeah. Like you, you bring sure. positivity. I, you show people like so. how people should act, not just how someone from your 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 heritage should act, but how someone should act in general, right? Yeah, I don't see no colors. Yeah, exactly. We're all the you same. We're we're all equal, um, and um, we all deserve the same opportunity. Yeah. So. Now, if you want to squander it and you want to be racist or you want to hate on someone, that's on you. Yeah, I don't have to put up with that else. shit. Yeah. But if, if you want to be open-minded and and you want to give me a chance and realize, oh, shit, this is a genuinely good person here, yeah. then let's go for it. Yeah. So um, so you have some real estate investments. That's something we haven't really talked too much about. Yet another business at this job. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time. That's a long term. That's a long term investment. That's smart, right? Exactly. That's a long term investment. That. And uh, why'd you get into that? Like uh, because I wanted to build generational wealth that my family didn't do. Okay. So I wanted to be the first one in my family that will do that, and uh, create that for the next generation, which is my kids or my nephews or my nieces, etc. So um, that's why I started doing it. And I'm not making any money off of it right now because it's all mortgages. It's are, all... So are you taking the rent and pretty much trying to just put it back into paying the mortgage off faster? That's what I'm doing. Okay. So that and once you own the mortgage, then it's just it's all 10, 15 years from now, it's just free-flowing cash. 20, exactly. 20 years from now, I'm, I'll be 50. How, 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 is it, how, is, um, how is being a landlord, though? Uh, being a landlord, actually, it's been fucking good. Except for that one crazy lady. That you were tell, telling me about, like she was, you told me she was like getting money and she still wasn't paying her rent. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, only one, you know right, what I'm so saying. Had, but overall, overall, you've overall, had good, good experience. It's been great. It's been really great. I had like good people, genuine people that really been take care of the right. place because I take care of them as well. If something breaks, they call me, I fix it right away. So it's been no issue. Right. Um, do you take the time? Do you, uh, same thing with like the way you do with your barbers. Do you really be picky about the people that you that Oh, rent? for sure. For sure. Like, there's one right now. I went to her, like, right before I came here, and I left her a note at the door, like, hey, I'm giving you 30 days notice. Like, you need to be out. 
Wow. Yeah, she trashed the yard. The neighborhood hates her. Everybody in the neighborhood called me like, what the fuck is going on? You need to get her ass out of here. Uh, the house got shot at a couple times. It's just been crazy shit. And I would have never thought like that person will be involved. Right, in after, any, the, yeah, after talking like, to her I'm and like, stuff. what's going on? <laughs> what happened? So I went to her, like, right before I came here, me and my wife, we stopped by, and she was like, don't go, you don't need to go, you know? And I was like, no, I'm going. <laughs> and I'm dropping this letter off. Right. And I give her 30 days notice, so. Uh, but it's been great. It's been good being a landlord. Um, good learning experience. I became handy. Oh, I yeah. Shit. Yeah, you got to. Well, it saves money, right? Yeah, if you can do money, basic stuff. So, but... Uh, I get to learn. I love doing stuff about with my hands. So I got to learn and experience things and go through shit. And it's it just been good. It's just been really good. I learn a lot more. Um, it's just great. You know what I mean? I'm looking to grow into that. I have developed like a great relationship with EXP Realty. <laughs> you need to look them up. They're a good I, crew. Is that, is that who you go through a lot? Yeah. Okay. They're my guys. That's good. They're my guys. Um, Shout out to EXP Realty. Yeah. Um, good people. Bob, DJ, great guys in there. Um, they always want the best for me. So if there's a deal, hey, there's a deal. Are you interested? Okay. Um, if I find a deal, if I know somebody that wants to sell or buy, I send it to them because I know they're honest, they're truthful, they want the best interest for their client. So they get the best deal for their client. If there's any deals in Lexington, because lately there have me, been no deals. If, if, if Farouk, <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, what are those pigs? Hey, Keenan, what are those pigs called? Is there a specific name for pigs that like look for the truffles? Because that's what Farouk is. He's like that. Not calling you a pig, but I'm calling you. You have that talent. Like you know, you can s- literally yes. sniff yeah. out a deal. Yes. Or or somehow make a deal. Like, yes. well, a deal comes from communication. Right. And, and and pulling, so you gotta talk to the people well, to break it's the knowledge ice. too. Like you, it's knowledge. You, you gotta you gotta come to the to the table, to understand, understand like understand you gotta, what's you gotta know how to talk. Yeah. So, but it's more about knowing the right people that can put you in the right position. So, where I've been blessed enough to have a good clientele, and I know the right people, and the right people will lead me to the right person that I'm looking for. Right. So, ask me about anything. And I promise right. you, I get a guy. And if I don't have a guy, <laughs> I can find someone that knows a guy. And just to let you guys know, I'm one of the guys. <laughs> you <laughs> are one of the guys. What, depending on what it is. For sure. <laughs> but no, it, it's good, right? It's good to build it's those relationships. It's really great. Um, it helps. So this is, this is a huge business information for people watching this. Having the right people. So I've got a guy that does electrical work for me. And I, I swear by him. And I put his name out there when people ask for electrical work. I trust him. But literally, when you run a business, having the right people you got to know your people. You so got to communicate. Important. It's so important. You got to communicate. Treat everybody on the same level. Same level of respect. Right. Same level of uh, professionalism. And my guy doesn't even have to be the best. He just, he just has to get the job done, and he has to be reliable. Yes. And I have to trust him. Yes. You know, yes. My, my electrician, I... I'm not here. I give him the code to the house if he needs to go in the house because I know none of my shit's going to be missing. I know the work's going to be done exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. I know so, he's not going to overcharge exactly. me. That's why I don't even, you know, I'm exactly. like, give me a rough guesstimate, but I know you're not going to charge me a penny more than what you have to. Exactly. 
Um, and and that, that seriously, that's, running a business that really is important. It's very important, and that's what really drove me into real estate. Honestly, I know the plumber, I know the electrician, I know the tile guy, I know the drywall guy. When I you're a barber, builder, you know every guy. You know, every you literally, guy. you like, know, every he's just always guy. telling me he's like, I'm like, literally, if I need a guy, um, you know, I thought I needed an HVAC guy, I found one. Um, but I, I was like, Issa, I need an HVAC guy. You know what this motherfucker did? Picked up the phone, give you a number. No, no, he didn't go. He didn't go yeah. that far. No, he literally he walked <laughs> he walked over to a station and gave me a card. He's like, "This is your guy." Yeah. And I'm like, he had he had an HVAC. Ready. He literally had a card ready to go for yeah. me. Um, yeah. And I know he keeps some of my cards at his. So yeah. someone asks we for a photographer, or video. We do that all the time, all the time. And people trust. People they trust, trust you guys. Yes. If, you, if 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 Issa tells someone, people come to us for advice. We are people therapists. In people, a way, you're right. In a way, yeah. In a, in, a, in a huge way. In a way, yes. So you communicate with the rest of the shop, but there's also a point when you're getting a haircut where there's there's some one-on-one talk, right? Well, yeah. I know a lot of personal stuff about a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, and uh, again, uh, Issa being, you know, Farouk has cut my hair for years, um, but he's he got really busy with the businesses. Issa yeah. and I built a bond. Uh, Farouk was okay if I, I switched barbers oh, here. Of course, it's all family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still in the house. I'm still in the house. You're still in the um, house. But I mean, like I, I, Issa and I, half the time we're just talking about his family, how yeah. his kids are doing. The you know he's really into this martial arts with his kids. I mean, like we have real conversations about our lives during my thirty or forty five minute cut haircut. Yes. Um, and and it doesn't feel like it's a it's a guy that's doing my hair. It feels like. It's my brother. It's it's my family member. You know, like Issa, you. I mean, you guys are like. You know, honestly, David. Over the years, and now sometimes, like, I look back and I think, you know, sometimes, like, I drive home after work and no music. Really? Just yeah, no music. No music. Nothing. So it's just you're just silent. Okay. And I just rewind that everything that happened or an interesting conversation that right. I had during the day, and man. Like, sometimes I really, really, really want, like, just a camera set on my station just to record that everything happens. Like, real-life footage. And I think I can make a reality show. You probably could. And Seriously. It, and it might actually have some substance. From the conversation, from from the knowledge that people drop, from, from the experience they have, yeah, from I the advice that. that ask me for, from the... And it would be positive. It would be a positive reality show. It wouldn't. I feel like a lot of reality shows have a very negative connotation because that's what sells. But I really, really could she. There's some fucking interesting. Are we coming up with an idea right now? Probably. <laughs> Is this the beginning of, of a potential re- idea here? Probably. But yeah, man, it just it just gets like wild. Yeah. It gets wild. Like there's people that come to me that get so comfortable with me. They tell me about deep personal stuff. That I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like, what's going on? It's because, but it's because we develop. They are family. We develop that relationship, that trust. That I don't talk. I don't. I don't. I don't go around spread their business. I don't right. put their name out. I don't. And, 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 and I guess know, what and, we're saying. And the trust. The trust. He's develop. not just throwing the word family out like it's no. something. Like these people that have been coming to him since the beginning. That he's built these relationships. They call him in the middle of the night. Like, Farouk's got him. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, if I, if I sent him a text, I needed help. Like, I, I sure. 100% know he would do his best to help me out. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and so it's 
I just want people to know out there that this is not a term that we're throwing around. No, when no, it, no, when no. The people that you consider your barber family, the people that come in. You know, you, um, my guys at the shop, when they come in, I say, like, hey, we're a family, this and that. And, you know, that actually take it as, like, I oh, just blow smoke. It's not. You know, at first, at first. So we had a guy from Harlan, Kentucky. His name is Nate. And, oh, is that the new, the new, the? He's not the newest. Not the, well. Kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. He's in between Max and Marco. Marco, yeah. Marco's the newest Chapo, guy. Chapo, right? the creator, my guy, <laughs> my god, that's the creator. Um, very talented guy. Yeah. Very talented guy. But anyway, Nate comes from a small town. Don't know anybody in Lexington, and very, 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 very small community. So when he came in to the barbershop and we're like, hey, we're family, we joke, we talk about serious stuff, we ask for advice from one another, we lift each other up, we help each other, whatever. And at first he was like kind of isolated and he wasn't like giving in. So it took him a while, but he broke in. And he knew like after he broke in, he started understanding and realizing why I was hard on him about this. Well, and this is the kid that, um, if I remember correctly, he really, like, he was going through the barber school, and he really made an effort to, like, show up and just hang out. And, like, yes. Like, again, he had that mindset, going yes. back to mindset. Yes. He didn't make money. He was just there hanging out with you guys to show you he gave a shit, and he's, and he's watching. He's yes, learning. He just watched. And he, and, and, he sh- and he showed that, like, okay, this guy has drive. Yes. So that's why we brought him in, but it took him a while to break in. And after he broke in, he was like, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate what you've done for me and what you've been doing. You're really about what you say. You're really about, like, family, you know? You, you really, back up your words. You back up. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you're realizing that now, you know? And, and, you know, like, we're talking, and we had the same problem with Chapo, the creator, and Mike. And... He tells him himself, without me being there, he goes, hey, whatever he's saying is 100% true. <laughs> whatever he's saying is because you're family to him. Don't get mad at him. Listen. He's Listen to him. He's saying it for your best interest, right. not for his best interest, for your best interest. And over the time, they really realize that. And, you know, I... That's what I'm about. It's yeah. all about family. It's all about family. If you're not in my circle, you're not family. You're just uh, um, you're just somebody that I know. Right. You know? You're just somebody that I know. But that's why if you see my hat, that's how you're looking at my hat. Yeah, I'm more, more than, than a barber. barber. I mean, I did, you as know? you were talking, that's all. It's yeah, literally like more I'm than a barber. Hat, I'm like, <laughs> it's so fucking true. I live by it. You really do. I live by it. So, um... That's what about that's what it's about, but that's why I went towards the long term investment. You just gave me the title for the uh, podcast. More, more than, than a barber. barber. That's gonna be the title for the podcast. More than a barber. See it? <laughs> so my hat more, goes, more than a that? barber. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we can, can can people order those? Do you have those for uh there's I got them online. Actually I supported oh. the barber that came Damn out it. that came out with it. I was gonna say, man, like that came out with <laughs> there's it. another that business. Out, that came out with it and um young young guy, I think he's from Phoenix, okay. Arizona. And then came out with it and I loved it. So Yeah, I you bought, had support. I bought a whole bunch of him. Oh hell yeah. And uh, I gave some away. 
I kept some. I just wanted to support him, you know, uh, support the idea. But I love, I love that the and, name. And I mean, you, you'll literally. I mean, I I've live seen by it. it. You'll I sp- live by it. That's why I connected. That's why I went and bought. You will if you see something you believe in, even I'll if it's money out it. of your pocket. Yeah. You're you're 100 behind it. 100%. You're like, let me show you some love here. 100. Um. 100. So as we're as we're kind of finishing up on this podcast. Do you want to give me shout outs? Do you want to, you know, of course we're going to add in your Instagram and all that, but like, shout here's out your my chance. man, David. That's number one. <laughs> the best photographer. We never, me and my family, we never ever had a family photo shoot. Oh my God, I forgot we about that. We still talk about it until today. What are we going to do another one? Soon. Let's plan it. My family we'll grew, you know that. Now I got married. My sister got married. My other sister got married. So now we have like three extra people. Oh, I don't They're know not if I can handle more We added. We added three more people to our family. <laughs> so we went from seven people to ten people now. <laughs> yeah. We did, we had a really good photo shoot. That was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. It was great. You and your brothers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, your we had dad. a good time. We had a good time. <laughs> we had a good great. time, David. <laughs> so shout out my man, David. Best photographer. I love the podcast. Cut I actually asked him about... Yeah. So, so actually, guys, the, the we're just talking <laughs> if you shit. Made, if you if you made it this far into the podcast, uh, my whole philosophy of Transparency Fitness Live was really to be based around a hundred percent, really just fitness related stuff. I am Food, into fitness. And I'm mentally swole. We and physically, we not. didn't even jump into his fitness <laughs> journey. He he actually, we used to work it out at the same gym. Um, but I, I find his business and, and who he is as a person more interesting than, than his fitness journey. Um, and, and so, yeah, you like – I came into the barbershop one day and you're like, when are you going to have me on the podcast? Yeah, and because – And I was like, do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, no, seriously, I want to be on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, let's do I it. I just love it, man. Like, really? I really need your help for uh, to set up a podcast. We have room upstairs. The middle We can room. do it. The middle room. We can set I up really want to set it up to where it it's fucking nice. We could. Okay, I want to set up to where it's nice. All you have to do just click, <laughs> click, start, cameras, action, done. Here's the thing. You're missing the one most important element. What is it? Keenan. Oh, you Keenan have, is coming. You you, you're not taking you're not taking my Keenan technician. Keenan is fucking coming. Keenan you know what my man said? <laughs> he said, I said, man, what's going on? He's not he said, me. He said, That's my family. He said, man, I'm about to go on vacation. I'm about to quit my job going on vacation. I said, <laughs> What the fuck? He's got in it all my head, out. in my head, and he's like, "Yeah, I worry about it when I come back." Oh my gosh! You know what? I fucking love that mentality because I, the, I'm jealous of that mentality, my man, Kenny, because I don't have that mentality because I worry so much about other people. I worry so much about my businesses. I worry so much. I, I'm always thinking. I'm always stressing. I'm always, all the time, yeah, calling people, texting people. Hey, do you do this? Do, I'm worried about other people. My man, peaceful. Yeah, Keenan. That's priceless. The most positive person you'll meet. That's fucking priceless. So, Keenan, <laughs> you come into the fucking <laughs> cuts online kingdom, bro. Yeah, that's we're bringing you in. Keenan's just gonna be like making his money off doing podcast, being Fuck a technician. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, uh, shout Keenan, out my man Keenan, Keenan for setting up the setting up the the podcast tonight. Uh, shout out my my man Euro Cuts. Uh oh, Euro Cuts. Danny G Danny G fades. <laughs> My brother, his birthday coming up. Oh, really? Yeah, on Friday. Oh, what are we doing? What are you doing for Danny? Oh, not a damn thing. Um, <laughs> shout out my man Nathan Nate Nation. Nate uh, Nation. Is that his Instagram? No, <laughs> that should be. Nate that Nation. should be Nate Nation. Um, shout out my man uh, Chapo, the creator. Frisbee blends, Mike. Oh my 
Uh, shout out to Z Cuts. Um, Lexington Academy of Barbering. Yeah. I'm bullying do you, the shit do you, out of me. Do you want to give out any advice to people? I mean, so so I'm any, hoping people are sitting here listening to this. Okay. That they're here for any the advice business advice. To people? Yeah, give out Honestly, some advice. Some serious um, advice. Let's get serious. Never underestimate people. Whoever I agree. Whoever's sitting in yeah. the chair or whoever you're talking to, no matter where you're at, that's number one. Okay. Uh, because you never know what they're capable of. You really don't. Of, or you never know who they know. Okay. Um, always respect, show love, positive energy will attract positive people. Okay. So I will give that advice. I'll give that advice. Positive people, positive energy that will give um, positive, attract positive people. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, another, be diverse in what do you do. As long as you're making money, invest it. Because we are in a in an era where we get free content. You get the free content. You can really teach yourself about investing. Teach yourself about building generational. So use wealth. the tools out there. There's a lot of tools. Use them. Especially use them. YouTube is your best friend. So use that. You know what I mean. Whatever you into, never underestimate anything that comes across your mind. Um, and always ask questions. Always ask questions. Um, be open-minded. Be open-minded. Be open-minded. Don't ever. Don't be judgmental. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. You know? um, be open-minded. Never underestimate people. And really. So a uh, few rapid-fire questions for you, sir. Talk to me. Leg day or chest day? Leg day. Really? For sure. Leg day over chest day. For sure. Oh, man. For sure. All right. Tea or coffee? Tea. You make some bomb-ass tea, though. I already Next knew you were going to say tea. tea. I, already, I already knew you were going to say tea. His, what, what is the tea that you guys – that shit is good as – That's going to be so on my podcast. That's going to be on my podcast. That's going to be the center of me oh going like God. this. That Fuck, that tea's yeah. good. It's thick. Uh-huh. It fucking get you. Oh, it's good ass tea. Uh, it's good tea. It's I've soothing. been over it I've been a couple soothing. times. So on my honeymoon, I went to Turkey. Okay. And I brought a lot of um, a lot of uh, herbs and stuff like yeah. that that I'm gonna be putting in the tea. Oh. Very soothing, very relaxing. It's it's good uh, ass tea. It gets you. It gets you in the it's mood. It's weird though, cause you guys got the like. It's yeah, almost like a shot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like even a vibe. like. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole vibe, thing. It's a whole vibe. It's good. It's yeah. good. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, morning or evening workouts? Evening. Really? Yes. So you function better. Working out at night and then heading to bed. For sure, because most of the time when I work out, I don't even listen to music. Or if I listen to music, I'm getting all my stress out from the day. Okay. Into the workout. Okay. So, so I don't take that so energy. The workout, the energy I, that you need for the workout comes from the day. Yes. Okay. That make that makes perfect sense. Yes. All right. Uh, breakfast or dinner? Uh, dinner. Really? Yes. I love fucking breakfast. I love man. dinner. I love breakfast. Really? Because dinner, I either eat it like with my mom, eat it with my dad. Okay, uh, so it's 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 more about communication. communication. It's spending time yeah, with family. Yeah. Okay, Why I, I totally hundred percent get yeah. that. Uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Why? It gets the family together. It gets everybody. together. Christmas doesn't. Christmas does, but you know where I'm listening to, different... so we don't like really celebrate it as much. Right, and that's what but I was going to ask. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for me, but I love the Christmas vibes. But that people the, be crazy. Yeah, I love the Christmas vibes. Okay, but the Thanksgiving, like where the family gets together, like I have family that so come what is... from New York, family come from Chicago, from Cincinnati, 
we get family from Philly comes in. So in Ohio, people come in together. Everybody coming in together. Everybody cooking. There's a lot of food. I love to eat, David. <laughs> love to eat. I love to eat, too. Yeah. But I have a big belly. You don't. <laughs> I still got a belly. Nah. I just, I just, I just claim that I'm a heavy lifter and I need a little extra yeah, fat. Yeah, no, 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 not me, bro. <laughs> uh, so, what is your favorite holiday then, uh, based on your religion? Um, I really, I know enjoy, you don't like no Ramadan. I love Ramadan. I know you love it, but whoo, that it, takes it, some dedication it right discipline. there. Discipline. It does. It's it, discipline. It teaches you, right? It teaches. Does it humble you? It humble you a lot. Makes you great. And when I this guy for real does Ramadan, like 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 no joke. I remember, <laughs> I work out on Ramadan. I remember like the day before Ramadan, <laughs> I'm in the barber shop, and they're literally like, uh, uh, they're all sitting around trying to figure out what they're gonna eat <laughs> the last day before they they have to go into Ramadan. We go all and, out. And you, oh my God, you guys, you sent Isa out to get like food from like five different. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna gorge and then and then I'm gonna I'm gonna humble myself for yeah. the next thirty days, yeah. which I think is amazing. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I'm it's seriously, not. I don't know. You can do it. I can do it, but you I'd rather not. It. I'd rather not do it. It's very, it's very mentally. It takes like yeah. a toll on your mental. So, so. but hey, Farouk, thanks for coming on. It's no been problem. a blast. Appreciate you. I'm sure we'll me. have you on again. There's, Thank there's you. probably a whole other level of shit we could talk uh, about. This is my first time really experiencing a podcast. I love it. I enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to setting up my own podcast and have you on my own podcast. my idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys, thanks for stopping thanks in. Thanks for and, everybody uh, tuned in. Yeah, we'll for catch sure. you next time.